Chapter 43 of Dogs and All About Them. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anthony Wilson. Dogs and All About Them by Robert Layton. Chapter 43 The Pomeranian. Long before the Pomeranian dog was common in Great Britain, this breed was to be met with in many parts of Europe, especially in Germany, and he was known under different names, according to his size and the locality in which he flourished. The title of Pomeranian is not admitted by the Germans at all, who claim this as one of their national breeds, and give it the general name of the German Spitz. At Athens, in the Street of Tombs, there is a representation of a little Spitz leaping up to the daughter of a family as she is taking leave of them which bears the date equivalent to 56 B.C. And in the British Museum there is an ancient bronze jar of Greek workmanship upon which is engraved a group of winged horses at whose feet there is a small dog of undoubted Pomeranian type. The date is the 2nd century B.C. It is now generally accepted that wherever our Pomeranian originated, he is a northern or arctic breed. Evidence goes to show that his native land in prehistoric times was the land of the Samoyeds, in the north of Siberia, along the shores of the Arctic Ocean. The Samoyed dog is being gradually introduced into England, and good specimens can be frequently seen at the principal shows. The similarity between our large white Pomeranian and the Samoyed is too great to be accidental and we are drawn to the conclusion that in prehistoric times a migration of the Samoyeds was made from their native land into Pomerania, the most eastern province of Prussia bordering on the Baltic Sea, and that these people took with them their dogs, which were the progenitors of the present race of Pomeranian or Spitz. But in any case the Pomeranian dog, so called, has been a native of various parts of Europe from very early times, his advent into England has been of comparatively recent date, at least in any great numbers, so far as can be ascertained, since no ancient records exist on this question. Gainsborough, however, painted the famous actress, Mrs. Robinson, with a large white Pomeranian sitting by her side. In Rees Encyclopedia, published in 1816, a good picture of a white Pomeranian is given with a fairly truthful description. In this work he is said to be larger than the common sheepdog. Rees gives his name as Canis Pomeranius, from Linnaeus, and Chienloop, from Buffon. From these examples, therefore, we may infer that the large Pomeranian, or wolf spitz, was already known in England towards the end of the 18th century at least. There are, however, no systematic registers of Pomeranians prior to the year 1870. Even ten years later than this last date, so little was the breed appreciated that a well-known writer on dogs began an article on the Pomeranian with the words, The Pomeranian is admittedly one of the least interesting dogs in existence, and consequently his supporters are few and far between. The founders of the Kennel Club held their first dog show in 1870, and in that year only three Pomeranians were exhibited. For the next twenty years little or no permanent increase occurred in the numbers of Pomeranians entered at the chief dog show in England. The largest entry took place in 1881, when there were fifteen. But in 1890 there was not a single Pomeranian shown. From this time, however, the numbers rapidly increased. Commencing in 1891 with fourteen, increasing in 1901 to sixty, 
It culminated in 1905 with the record number of 125. Such a rapid advance between the years 1890 and 1905 is unprecedented in the history of dog shows, although it is right to add that this extraordinarily rapid rise in popularity has since been equaled in the case of the now-fashionable Pekingese. This tendency to advancement in public favor was contemporaneous with the formation of the Pomeranian Club of England, which was founded in 1891, and through its fostering care of the Pomeranian has reached a height of popularity far in advance of that attained by any other breed of toy dog. One of the first acts of the club was to draw up a standard of points as follows. Appearance. The Pomeranian should be a compact, short-coupled dog, well-knit in frame. He should exhibit great intelligence in his expression and activity and buoyancy in his deportment. Head and nose. Should be foxy in outline or wedge-shaped, the skull being slightly flat, large in proportion to the muzzle, which should finish rather fine and free from lippiness. The teeth should be level and should on no account be undershot. The hair on the head and face should be smooth and short-coated. The nose should be black in white, orange and sable dogs, but in other colors may be self, but never party color or white. Ears should be small, not set too far apart, nor too low down, but carried perfectly erect like those of a fox, and, like the head, should be covered with short, soft hair. Eyes should be medium in size, not full, nor set too wide apart, bright and dark in color, showing great intelligence. In white, shaded sable or orange dogs, the rims round the eyes should be black. Neck and body. The neck should be rather short, well set in. The back must be short and the body compact, being well ribbed up and the barrel well rounded. The chest must be fairly deep and not too wide, but in proportion to the size of the dog. Legs. The forelegs must be well feathered, perfectly straight of medium length, and not such as would be termed leggy or low on leg, but in due proportion in length and strength to a well-balanced frame. Must be fine in bone and free in action. The hind legs and thighs must be well feathered, neither contracted nor wide behind. The feet small and compact in shape. Shoulders should be clean and well laid back. Tail. The tail is one of the characteristics of the breed, and should be turned over the back and carried flat and straight being profusely covered with long, harsh, spreading hair. Coat. There should be two coats, an undercoat and an overcoat. The one a soft, fluffy undercoat, the other a long, perfectly straight coat, harsh in texture, covering the whole of the body being very abundant round the neck and forepart of the shoulders and chest, where it should form a frill of profuse standing off straight hair, extending over the shoulders. The hind quarters should be clad with long hair of feathering from the top of the rump to the hock. Color. All whole colors are admissible, but they should be free from white or shadings, and the whites must be quite free from lemon or any other color. A few white hairs in any of the self-colors shall not necessarily disqualify. At present the whole colored dogs are white, black, brown, light or dark, blue, as pale as possible, orange, which should be as deep and even in color as possible, beaver, or cream. Dogs other than white, with white foot or feet, leg or legs, are decidedly objectionable and should be discouraged, and cannot compete as whole-colored specimens. 
In parted-colored dogs, the color should be evenly distributed on the body in patches. A dog with white or tan feet or chest would not be a party color. Shaded sables should be shaded throughout with three or more colors, the hairs to be as uniformly shaded as possible, with no patches of self-color. In mixed classes where whole-colored and party-colored Pomeranians compete together, the preference should, if in other points they are equal, be given to the whole-colored specimens. Where classification is not by colors, the following is recommended for adoption by show committees. 1. Not exceeding 7 pounds. Pomeranian miniatures. 2. Exceeding 7 pounds. Pomeranians. 3. Pomeranians and Pomeranian miniatures mixed. The early type of a Pomeranian was that of a dog varying from 10 or 12 pound weight up to 20 pound weight, or even more, and some few of about 12 pounds and over are still to be met with. But the tendency among present-day breeders is to get them as small as possible, so that diminutive specimens weighing less than 5 pounds are now quite common, and always fetch higher prices than the heavier ones. The dividing weight, as arranged some ten years ago by the Pomeranian Club, is eight pounds, and the Kennel Club has recently divided the breed into two classes of Pomeranians and Pomeranians miniature. As a rule, the white specimens adhere more nearly to the primitive type and are generally over eight pounds in weight, but through the exertions of many breeders several are now to be seen under this limit. The principal breeders of this color in England today are Miss Hamilton of Roselle, Miss Chell, Miss Lee Roberts, Mrs. Pope, and Mrs. Goodall Copestake. The first two whites to become full champions under Kennel Club rules were Rob of Roselle and Koenig of Roselle, both belonging to Miss Hamilton of Roselle. More black Pomeranians have been bred in England than any other color, and during the last fifteen years the number of good specimens that have appeared at our great exhibitions has been legion. There do not seem to be so many really good ones today as heretofore. This is explained, perhaps, by the fact that other colors are now receiving more and more attention from breeders. A typical small black of today is Billy T., the property of Mr. and Mrs. Stanley Mappin. He scales only five and a half pounds, and is therefore, as to size and weight, as well as shape, style, and smartness of action, a good type of toy Pomeranian. He was bred by Mrs. Cates, and is the winner of over fifty prizes and many specials. To enumerate all the first-class blacks during the last thirty years would be impossible, but those which stand out first and foremost have been Black Boy, King Pippin, Kaffir Boy, Bayswater Swell, Kensington King, Marland King, Black Prince, Hatcham Nip, Walkley Queenie, Viva, Gateacre Zulu, Glimpton King Edward, and Billy T. The brown variety has for a long time been an especial favorite with the public, and many good ones have been bred during the last ten years. There are many different shades of browns, varying from a dark chocolate to a light beaver, but in all cases they should be whole colored. An admirable example of the brown Pomeranians is the incomparable Champion Tina, this beautiful little lady was bred by Mrs. Adis from Bayswater Swell ex Kitsy, and scaled a little under five pounds. She won over every Pomeranian that competed against her, besides having been many times placed over all other dogs of any breed in open competition. 
The shaded sables are among the prettiest of all the various colors which Pomeranians may assume. They must be shaded throughout with three or more colors, as uniformly as possible, with no patches of self-color. They are becoming very popular, and good specimens are much sought after at high prices. Mrs. Hall Walker has been constant in her devotion to this variety for several years, and she possesses a very fine team in champions Dainty Boy, Dainty Bell, Bybury Bell, and in Gate Acre Sable Sioux. Mrs. Vale Nicholas also has recently been most successful with shaded sables. Champion Nanke Poe, over eight pounds, and champions Sable Mite and Adam bear witness to this statement. Her lovely mite is a typical example of a small Pomeranian of this color. He was bred by Mr. Hurst by Little Nipper X Laurel Fluffy, and scales only four and a quarter pounds. Mention should also be made of Mrs. Ives' Dragonfly, Mrs. Boucher's Lady Wolfino, Miss Bland's Marlin Topaz, Mr. Walter Winan's Morning Light, and Mr. Fowler's May Duchess. The blues or smoke-colored Pomeranians have likewise their admirers, and among those who have taken up these as a specialty may be mentioned Miss Ives, Mrs. Parker, Mrs. Loy, and Miss Ruby Cook. Another color which has attained of late years increasing popularity in England is orange. These should be self-colored throughout, and light shadings, though not disqualifying, should be discouraged. The principal breeder of the orange Pomeranian today is Mr. W. Brown, of Raleigh, Essex, who has probably more specimens in his kennels than any other breeder of this color. Tiny Boy, The Boy, and Orange Boy are his best and all three are approved sires. Mrs. Hall Walker is an admirer of this color, and her gate-acre philander, lupino, and orange girl are great prize-winners. Miss Hamilton of Roselle has for many years bred oranges, and has given to the Pomeranian Club, of which she is president, two challenge cups for Pomeranians of this color. Mrs. Birch also is a lover of this hue, and possesses such good dogs as Rufus Rustiscus, and cherrywinkle. There is still another variety which bears the name of party-colored. As the name implies, these dogs must be of more than one color, and the colors should be evenly distributed on the body in patches. For example, a black dog with a white foot or leg or chest would not be a party-color. As a matter of fact, there have been bred in England very few party-colored Pomeranians. They seem to be freaks which are rarely produced. It does not follow that by mating a black dog to a white dog, or vice versa, a party-colored will be necessarily obtained. On the contrary, it is more likely that the litter will consist of some whole-colored blacks and some whole-colored whites. Miss Hamilton's Maife King of Roselle and Mrs. Vale Nicholas's Shelton Novelty are the two most prominent species at the present time. Although Mrs. Harcourt Clare's Magpie and Mr. Temple's Layswood Tomtit were perhaps better known some time ago. Among toy dogs, this particular breed has enjoyed an unprecedented popularity. The growth in the public favor among all classes has been gradual and permanent during the last fifteen years, and there are no signs that it is losing its hold on the love and affection of a large section of the English people. His handsome appearance, his activity and hardihood, his devotedness to his owner, his usefulness as a house-dog, and his many other admirable qualities will always make the Pomeranian a favorite both in the cottage and in the palace. End of chapter 43